Virtual Assistant Podcast, episode number 30. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Virtual Assistant Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and of course, this is the podcast that answers all of your questions about having a virtual assistant. We talk about how you, the small to medium-sized business owner, can become more efficient in your business and more profitable even by delegating to a virtual assistant. My friends, I have a wonderful show laid out for you today. We're going to talk about um, how a virtual assistant can help with your podcast production, uh, whether or not you can hire a virtual assistant to do things that you absolutely know nothing or little about. Uh, We're going to talk about how I upgraded from high-rise and why I did that. Also going to talk about how I have my virtual assistant, Andrea, doing a very unique task or will have her doing a very unique task. And I want to show you or share with you a way that I've decided to start helping me uh, put uh, plans into action, a new tool that I'm using and something that I use uh, that I initially kind of discounted, uh, but a service today that has been very helpful. Hey, to get things uh, kicked off just right, though, we're going to start things off with your voice. And of course, we've got Heather who called in and left a voicemail feedback um, question for us. You can do this by calling 859-795-4067. And this is what Heather called in. Hi, Cliff. This is Heather Cowper from heatherontertravels.com. I'm in the UK, and this is a question for a virtual assistant podcast. I've been listening to your virtual assistant podcast and also podcast Answer Man, and I've been finding the content really, really useful because I do have a VA myself uh, in the Philippines, and my question kind of crosses over between the topics of VAs and podcasting because what I'd like to do is get my VA in the Philippines to help me with the podcast that I've been doing for about the last eight or nine months. Um, I do travel podcasts. What I'd like to do is get him to help me with some of the audio editing, and I use Audacity, but there can be some fairly complex editing. You know, I might add music at the beginning and the end and even in the middle and string together various different clips that I've recorded on my travels. And what I'd like to do is get my VA to set up the, the editing the podcast in Audacity, but then to be able to send the file back and forth between us so that he can maybe set it up and then I can fine tune it. But I've been finding that when he sends the Audacity file to me, um, I'm having trouble opening it up again. And I just wondered if you had some thoughts on that, on the sort of technicalities of that. And also any other ideas that you have of ways that my VA could help me with my podcast. So thanks very much, Cliff, for all your great content from Heather at heatherontotrails.com. All right, Heather, thank you so much for calling in. And uh, this is a great topic because um, it is something that I know a lot of you who are listening to this are small to medium-sized business owners and you have podcasts and, and this is something that you guys probably would benefit from as well. And so uh, I very much appreciate this question. And the first thing I'm going to do is answer the the question that you gave me about the the fact that you have... Um, you have a virtual assistant who's trying to start 
the editing process with Audacity. And here, here's what happens. Let's just say you record your file. I'm assuming that you're recording into a WAV file, but I could be assuming incorrectly. You might be recording directly into MP3. Uh, one of the things I can tell you is the, the transfer between the UK and the Philippines, uh, you're talking you know, a significant amount of time to upload a WAV file. Let's just say if your, waves, if your file's 30 minutes in length, um, that, that file can be rather large. So one of the things that you could do to kind of cut that down is you could record directly into MP3. Now, what I would recommend if you do that is to record in MP3 at 320 kilobits per second. So there's very little compression as far as the things that are audible that you can hear that has been tossed out, but the file is significantly smaller and that helps speed up the process of getting things over to your VA in the um, Philippines. However, here's the deal. It doesn't matter what you have. If you have a MP3 file or if you have a WAV file, what's going on is Audacity is, is taking that file and it is converting it into some kind of special um, proprietary thing it does. And, and, and basically, it, it, it decompiles and breaks up your, your recording into like tons and tons and tons of little segments and, and, and stuff uh, in your project file. So if your virtual assistant is going in and um, importing your entire recording and then uh, maybe doing some editing here and there, some snipping some bits out and, and, and cleaning things up over here and doing a little of this, doing a little of that, and then bringing your audio into the front of the show and, and kind of uh, fading it down and, and then putting your uh, music at the end of the show where it starts off softly and slowly fades up and, and all that jazz. If, if they're doing all of that and then they save the project file... Well, what happens is they can't just send you that. I don't. I don't know if it's like whatever the file name is. .aup. They can't just send you that file. They have to send you the supporting folder that contains all of the data files that are associated with that. So basically, what's going to have to happen is they are going to have to zip. They're they're going to have to grab the the Audacity project file that contains all of the all the information. Uh, about how to assemb- how to assemble all of that data, but there's a folder that should have also been created with just literally hundreds, uh, possibly hundreds of of different little tiny bits and pieces of your Audacity uh, project. These are all the recording uh, files, and so basically, what you have to do is you have to zip all of that up into one zip file, and then your VA would need to send that to you. And then you would open that up and you should have inside of that folder, you should have um, the AUP file. I think it's AUP. I could be wrong with that, but I think that stands for Audacity Project. But anyway, the AUP file and the folder, and that should be outside of the folder. The folder should be like a subfolder of that, which contains all those files. And of course, if they zip all of that stuff up and send it over to you, that should work. Uh, but if they're just sending you the AUP file, I, clearly you're not going to get anything when they send you that file because there's nothing there. It's just it's just information about where to put. It, it's kind of like a roadmap of where to put everything, but the uh, the everything is missing. Uh, so you got a map, but you don't have you, you've got the instructions. You got, it's kind of like it, it's kind of like sending you the instruction manual without actually sending you all the pieces and parts of the piece of furniture that you bought that you need to put together. 
So, um, yeah, I, I hope that answers your question. I think that that will solve it. The other thing that could solve this is why not train and teach your virtual assistant how to do this thing, how to do this podcast with excellence. Um, you know, this editing, um, you could you could train your your virtual assistant how to do this, or um, we're going to get to another question. Matter of fact, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, when we get to the when we get to the training your virtual assistant. Now the thing is, is it sounds to me, Heather, like you know how to do editing well, and so you probably could spend some time training your virtual assistant so to, you can get to the point where you would feel comfortable that they're going to do a good job for you. That uh, sure you might you might actually listen to it, have them save the project on their desk, have them finally export it. Please don't have them export it using Audacity into MP3. Uh, you know, it's not a good thing. But um, have them export it to Wave and then uh, convert it using iTunes over to MP3 file using the Fraunhofer encoder. Um, but then send that file over to you. Have have them then you can listen to it. And if there's a mistake. Tell them to go back and fix it. You know, don't you go fix it. The idea here about delegating to a virtual assistant is to get this stuff off of your desk. Uh, But let me just say, I'm a control freak as well. And so I oftentimes have Andrea do things for me and I say, hey, go get this project started so that I can finish it. And and to be honest with you, it's a good use of a virtual assistant as well. And uh, it's one that I find very beneficial. There's something that my assistant Andrea did for me Recently, I told her, I said, hey, I need you to go in and create a Eventbrite page for a particular product that I'm uh, starting here. And I, I want to I have a webinar. And she goes, well, can you give me some information? I said, well, here, just j- this is the title. Here's the price. Go set all that up and just type up anything and I'll go in and finish it out. And the thing is, is, is I, I basically, I just wanted her to... Uh, I just wanted her to to do that for me, I, to to get the process started. I I I knew I wanted to know what the I wanted to be in control over over what it looked like when it was finished and ready to ship out the door to invite people to. But um, you know, just using your virtual assistant to get things started. Sometimes you just need to get that momentum going, and uh, it's a very good use of a virtual assistant as well. But I I, I would encourage you to to spend some time and and edit and tra- or to ta- train your virtual assistant to do it so that you don't have to have your hands in the mix. That's that's one of the cool benefits of having a VA if you get them trained well. Which leads me perfectly into, into the next question, which comes in from John Lightfoot. And uh, here is what John wrote in. He says, hey, Cliff, this is John Lightfoot from Renewable Energy Podcasts here in the UK. He said, great podcast. Thanks for all the stimulating ideas. One barrier I have to employing a virtual assistant from the Philippines is the selection process and the management thereafter. Now, first and foremost, I want to say that, yes, I can totally understand what you're talking about, the selection process of getting a virtual assistant in the Philippines, you, you know, going to the whole online jobs in the Philippine boards and and stuff like that and having to actually go through a whole interviewing process if you want to hire somebody directly for you. Personally, I love the idea of going to a VA firm instead of trying to find somebody. You know, uh, we talked to somebody like Gilbert Ballou who who does that. Um, you know, I, I, I haven't personally had a lot of experience over in that area. So, uh, you know, your, your mileage may vary. I know that I love uh, Contemporary VA. I mean, not just because they're a sponsor of my podcast. I was a client before I approached them to sponsor this podcast. So I, I knew that they would be the perfect sponsor. 
but uh but yeah i'm thinking about hiring a, a virtual assistant in the philippines in the in the future and the idea of finding the right va is a little daunt it sounds it's it seems a little daunting figuring out how much you're going to pay them and and then managing that well, here's the good news. I have a virtual assistant here in the States, and I know I've already talked to Andrea, and she said she would be more than happy to help me manage my employee in the Philippines. So there, there's a part of that, uh, although I, I do totally get what you're saying. Um, as far as the selection process, find, you know, find some people that you know and trust who are using virtual assistants in the Philippines. I, I, matter of fact, I just learned that my friend Heather, who listens to this podcast, and podcast answer man, she uses somebody in the Philippines. So if I'll tell you what, the first place I would go is I would contact Heather and say, "Hey Heather, can I talk to you for a few minutes? I'd love to to ask you a couple questions about how your virtual assistant is working for you. Are they full time for you, or do they have extra free cycles, or can't you know if she, are they really is your virtual assistant really really good? And if so, do, do they know somebody else that's looking to do work for somebody else? And and so the selection process, I'd say number one, go to people you know and trust and see if you can't get referrals first. So, but yeah, definitely the idea. It's a daunting task to go overseas and and hire somebody to go through employ you know the whole interviewing process and and all of that stuff. I, I totally get where you're coming from. However. Here is another thing. This is that John's email continues. And uh, here's what John says. He says, in other words, from your podcast, now, and I apologize for this, but in other words, from your podcast, I am left with the impression that if you want someone to create a WordPress website for you, you have to know how to build it yourself in order to train your virtual assistant to be able to build your WordPress site for you. Uh, so uh, I'm going to uh, answer that uh, that impression here in just a minute, but I'm going to read the rest of the email first. Does this mean, therefore, that you can only use a VA to carry out work that you are proficient at in order to, in order that you are able to train them? And uh, let me finish the rest of the email, and then I'll come back because that that's an important thing I definitely want to address right off the bat here. Uh, in my case. I would be looking for somebody to do SEO, search engine optimization, for my company's website, or maybe even design a new one, and somebody else who will write articles for me. Uh, given that I'm a novice in all of these fields myself, I would, not number one, not be able to train them, and number two, find it very difficult to supervise them. So the, does this mean that VAs are not for me? Once again, thanks for all the great work you're doing and help and, and to help everyone in your community and beyond. Okay, so John, here's the thing. You got the impression from me that to have a virtual assistant to do the things, uh, you know, to do them well, you need to be willing to train them to do them well. Let me say that I believe that that is true to a certain degree, and I can understand completely where you come off with that impression. And now there are, there, you know, my my sponsor, Heather from Contemporary VA and, and a bunch of other VAs are like, no, he did not just say that. And I said, yes, I did just say that. Although I'm going to say that, no, it's not true at all. However, let me explain to you the impression that you've got. The impression is that, uh, matter of fact, in other words, from your, your podcast, I am less left with the impression that if you want someone to create a WordPress website for you, you have to know how to build it yourself in order to train your VA. Here's the thing. 
I'm going to modify that to make that statement true. And this is how I would do it. If I want someone to create a WordPress site as good as I create one or in the same way that I would create one myself for as if I were doing it for my client because that's what I do for my business, then yes, I would want to hi- I would want to be proficient in doing that cuz see creating a WordPress site is a part of what I do for my business. Designing the thesis theme and and making it look good and setting up the plugins and all of these other things. These are things that I do. This is my career. This is what I do. And so what I'm looking to delegate to a virtual assistant is some of the work that I know how to do that I could literally train just about anybody else to do it. And so yes, the impression that you got from me is that if I want somebody to do, to, to do a lot of the work that I normally would do anyway, then yes, I'm going to want to definitely train them how to do it my way. So it, that impression is very real. However, that's that's only the impression that you should come away with if if I want them if I want to train a virtual assistant to do things that I would normally do that I no longer want to do that are main key critical part of my business and I definitely want to maintain the same consistency and quality of service as if I were doing it myself then yes, I would need to be proficient in those things. Otherwise, I shouldn't be in business with them, doing them. And yes, I would definitely want to spend time training the virtual assistant, just like I've said in all the prior episodes. Do it yourself for a while first before and, and, and write down the process before you hand that off to your virtual assistant. So here's the part of your question. Does this mean that I can only use a virtual assistant to carry out work that you are proficient at? No, not at all. And so, so the question is, is you said you want to be able to hire a virtual assistant who will do search engine optimization on your website, design, possibly design a new website for you altogether, and somebody who can write some articles for you for your website. And you're telling me that you are not proficient in any of those areas. And so therefore, since you're a novice, and of course I'm using your words, uh, that you, you feel inadequate to train them and you feel like it would be difficult to supervise their work. So, your question, does that mean that virtual assistants are not for you? No, it doesn't. It means that when you go looking for a virtual assistant, you want to find somebody who is already very proficient in search engine optimization. You want to find a virtual assistant who has had massive amounts of experience in designing websites, and you want somebody who has a great bit of experience in writing wonderful articles for people's websites. So what you're looking for is not somebody to start with a clean slate to train them and to teach them how to do things the way that you want them done because this is a part of what you've always done for your business and you want to maintain that consistency and quality. But instead, what you want to do is you want to say, hey, these are things that I should probably be doing in my business, but I don't have these qualities or attributes or aspects or these gifts or talents. So I'm going to hire somebody who does already have them. So you, my friend, are looking for somebody who you who is already considered to be an expert in the field of SEO, somebody who's already an expert in designing websites, somebody who's already an expert in uh, writing articles. I have a friend of mine. Her name is Melissa. And just give me a second. Um, let me see if I can pull her up here because she is the virtual assistant for... Um, Dan Miller. So let me just pull up Dan Miller. Dan Miller is one of my clients, 48days.com. 
check out that website, 48days.com. You know what? Dan Miller did not, Dan Miller did not design the site at 48days.com, which by the way, the site at 48days.com is pretty darn amazing. It is a really great site. But uh, if instead, if you go to simplify, let's see, simplifyva.com, okay? And of course, that is not the right address. And I bet you it is I simplify. Yes. So it is I simplifyva.com. And uh, it's funny because the last time I looked, her actually she's changed up her site. It looks it's looking a lot better now. Uh, so anyway, go over to uh, Melissa's website, isimplifyva.com, and she's got affordable website uh, solutions and and stuff like that. This is somebody. Now I will tell you from experience, I've worked with Melissa because she put together Dan Miller's website. And when I came in and took over all the post-production and publishing stuff to a site, I went in and I wanted to play around with the WordPress, plug, you know, some of the plugins, and I wanted to be able to, to, to modify some of the way that we did things. And I can tell just by talking with her, this is somebody who is thoroughly knowledgeable in, in uh, WordPress. Not only that, but I can tell you right now, and I have, I have no qualms about telling you this, I feel like I'm pretty darn good at WordPress, but let me tell you, when it comes to WordPress, I would consider myself to be a novice compared to where Melissa is. That she she literally uh, has gone in and she's taken some plugins that people have written. And sometimes one of the problems that you have with plugins is that you know you upgrade to the latest version of WordPress, and those plugins are made in such a way that they work uh, to do the things that they should do for the current version of WordPress. But as soon as you upgrade to the next version, the way that they write their code can sometimes be sloppy in such a way that, you know, it's, it's, it's all dependent upon the way that they're doing things today. Well, Melissa's gone in and she's got, she is so fluent in CSS and PHP and stuff like that, that she says, you know what, if they would have only wrote it this way, then there's no doubt that it's all this plugin, this functionality that this plugin has, it will always work. And so she's actually gone in and she's taken the coding from plugins and she's basically hard-coded that PHP and stuff into, into WordPress herself. And I'll tell you what, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. I mean, I, could I learn? Yeah, if that's what I was interested in. Do I want to spend the next you know three weeks learning how to code plugins for WordPress? No, absolutely I don't. So what would I do? I, if I wanted somebody to, that could do those things, I would go to somebody like Melissa, who is already an expert in uh, web design and PHP and scripting and somebody who knows how to completely rebuild a plugin uh, and and do it in such a way that she writes it into the actual code of WordPress itself, or writes it into the the theme, or writes her own plugins. I mean, this is. I mean, that that's what I would suggest. You want somebody who already knows this stuff way beyond, so that you don't need to train them. What you need is to make sure that when you are hiring a VA, that you vet out the fact that you know, hey, you you suss out that they already know this, that they need no training. And then as far as the difficulty to supervise them, well, it sounds to me like some of some of that, instead of having them on a retainer basis where you're paying them 40 hours a week where you have to manage and supervise, 
it sounds to me like you want somebody for project-to-project basis. And so I might consider hiring somebody on a per-project basis for a while. And and if all of a sudden, you know, it's, it sounds to me like you just want this to be done for your business. It doesn't sound to me like you're looking for your virtual assistant to do this for your clients. Because it, if you were, then that's when you look to hire somebody who's an expert in these fields so that they, you can build this team. And you, maybe you have one person who is an expert at SEO and also an expert at web design, but that's that particular person could care less about writing articles. Well, maybe you hire that person to help you out for the, you know, building the website and SEO part, and you have a different VA who is an expert at writing amazing articles. So, yeah, th- these, but to, to answer your question, does this mean that virtual assistants are not for you? It does not mean that. So when you get the impression from Cliff Ravenscraft that, you know, that you really need to take time to train your virtual assistant to do things the way you want them done, well, what I mean by that is if you want things done the way that you do them, you want to maintain control over that quality so that people have, you know, your clients have come to expect that level of quality and consistency from you. You want to make sure that when your virtual assistant does the work for you, that it, it carries on the way you would want it done. And that's when you need to actually take the time to train. But if you want things done beyond your ability, and I'll give you a perfect example for this. I want you to do me a favor right now. Go to podcastanswerman.com slash artwork. All right? This is a perfect example. Podcastanswerman.com slash artwork. Okay? Artwork. If you go there, you're going to see that I actually have a service in my business where you can purchase uh, artwork for your podcast, and you can also purchase banners for the top of your site. So if you have a thesis theme or any kind of theme like that, you can can get uh, custom-built banners and artwork for your podcast or your website. Now, I will tell you right now, I have the ability, I, I've got some pretty significant skills in Photoshop and and I can take an iStock photo and put some text on it and be creative and stuff like that, but I am not a graphic artist. You know, if, if, I wanted to, if I wanted to give my clients my level of stuff, I certainly would not be able to charge the prices that I charge, all right? I'd, I'd be, you know, I'd, I could charge them you know, maybe one third of the cost because they'd get one third of the value or a quality. But instead, what I have, I have a relationship with somebody that I contract work out on a project-by-project basis. I've worked out a, a price that I, have, that, that I have agreed to pay, that she's agreed to charge me, and then I, I, I take the order from my client and I submit that to my team member. I consider this person to be a part of my, my team here at Podcast Answer Man. Now, are they an employee? No. But are they a part of the team that makes me, helps me to accomplish what I need to accomplish for my clients? Absolutely. So I take that artwork, I take it to my team member, and my team member takes care of creating some artwork and, and gives me a rough draft. And I send that back to my client. My client says, I kind of would like to change this or this or this. And then I send it back to my team member and she does it. And then by the golly, we finally get something that the client is extremely happy with. I, I send the invoice to my client and the artwork and they pay me. And of course, immediately upon that, I I, I actually pay my my team member, the fee that I've uh, told them, and and that's how it works out. Now, I don't have that person on retainer uh, for X number of hours every month because I it I don't have all that artwork coming in all the time. 
there may be a time down the road where I'd say, hey, I'd like to make sure that, you know, you're on, I'm going to pay you X amount of dollars for, you know, at least this and stuff. But it's not at that level yet. But this is exactly what I'm talking about. I am not proficient. I couldn't actually go in and say, okay, you know, hey, I need you to start, let me show you how to add a drop shadow. You know, let me show you how to put that text behind this image. Let me show you how to draw this, you know, this outline in a different way. Uh, let me show you how to, it's like, I, I don't know, you know, let me show you what happened if you put this layer on top of this later layer and you throw this filter on it and this filter. I can't sit there and, and teach this team member of mine how to do everything she does because I have no clue. I have no clue how she generates what she generates. But all I know is that she does awesome work and it blows me away every single time that she does artwork for my clients. And so so hopefully that answers your question. That I, I'm not proficient in that, but I've certainly hired out or delegated that work to somebody else who is more proficient than I am. All right? Next up, I want to tell you, uh, well, before I do that, let me just say thank you real quick. Uh, and uh, that's to the folks over at Contemporary VA. That's ContemporaryVA.com. If you just go to virtualassistantpodcast.com over on the right-hand side, there's a big old banner there that'll link you right to them. A uh, lot of you who are listening to this podcast, you're already using somebody over at Contemporary VA. And I will tell you, so far, nobody I've talked to has said that they're not completely satisfied. And and some people downright argue with me that they have the best VA in the world. And that's just not possible because I know that they don't have Andrea. But they swear that their VA over at Contemporary VA is, is the best VA in the world. And uh, I just think they're wrong, you know? big deal. So, hey, I'm just glad that they're happy. And uh, Contemporary VA now has been sponsoring this podcast since its inception. We're now in our 30th episode. That's 30 weeks of this podcast brought to you every week and made possible by the generous support of their sponsorship. So I encourage you to check them out. I love them. And in fact, they didn't seek me out. I sought them out. I said, listen, I'm going to do this podcast with or without you. The question is, do you want to be the person made responsible for making it happen on a weekly basis instead of just once a month? And they said, where do I sign? And they're great people, and I wouldn't promote them if I didn't truly believe that your best business could benefit by using Contemporary VA. Love them. There you go. All right, so I want to let you know I mentioned in a recent episode that I've been trying out Many Moon. We talked to Dean Soto, or I think it was Dean Soto, who mentioned ManyMoon.com. It's a project management tool, and, and there's a free version and, and stuff like that. And I tried it out, and I want to tell you, I really don't like it. Um, I, I really don't. However, uh, my, my friend, Father Roderick Von Hogan from uh, the Netherlands, he is using Many Moon, and he loves it. It is absolutely, it, it's a dream come true for him. It, it, he's, he creates a project, and then he creates all these tasks, and then he can assign these tasks, and he can invite people in. I know he, he and I are getting ready to redesign our podcast and, and to turn it from the biggest loser into something completely different, but uh, so, something even more awesome. And, and I'm looking forward to that. And, and he's loving Mini Moon. In fact, the way that he set up this project, it just seemed to make a lot of sense. But there's a lot of things in there that just I didn't feel like were very intuitive. So I, I personally 
can see the value in mine or not in uh, many moon if you don't have any other pl- thing in place i can see how it can you know revolutionize yourself to actually have a project ma- project management system and to have something that keeps tasks and 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 stuff like that all in line uh, and many moon will do that for you if you have nothing else the thing is is i've tasted you know project management um, organization stuff I've been working on that personally for the last couple of years, and so I've already come up with some of my, my own methods and, and stuff like that, and, and Many Moon just did not do it for me. So I actually went in and uh, decided I, I wanted, I, I have this High Rise account, and I decided, you know what, I'm going to start using High Rise in, in such a way where I use these things called cases as my projects. And that's going to be my, you know, these are the projects that I give to Andrea to work on and the projects that are not directly, you know, client one-on-one work with a client. Uh, these are just projects like a, a webinar or things that have to be done. I will assign all these different tasks to these projects. Anyway, I want to say that, wow, this is amazing. Um it, it works great. The only thing is, is it wouldn't be nearly as cool unless I told you what I just did. And I finally upgraded my high-rise account to their plus plan. Now, I was on their uh, solo plan, which was, I think, $29 a month. And I bumped up to $49, which is their plus plan. And this allows me to have up to 15 users in my account. And I basically just invited Andrea to have an account. And now, the coolest thing in the world, now I can assign uh, tasks to Andrea and they don't show up in my task list. Before, I was just being a cheapskate and I was just saying, Andrea, here's my login. You and I both log in and I'll create these tasks. And these tasks, if it's this color, it's yours. And if it's this, that. And and the thing is, is you know that that's all great. The, and she was adding notes. I was adding notes. And it all said it was from Cliff Ravenscraft. And I would have her put hyphen AS for Andrea Schumann. And, and she would actually put that in there. And, and uh, that would ha- be how... But now... She has her own login, and it says this this note was posted by Andrea. And what's cool is there's a whole new bunch of functionality in High Rise when you add a when you add multiple users, and and such that when I create an a um, a case or a deal, I can say who you know, or at least on a deal for one of my clients. And a deal is something where you know that's work that I'm going to be doing that'll generate income or something like that. Um, I can assign certain things like who's responsible for this deal and i can actually assign that andrea is responsible for this and in a case i I can actually assign um uh notes i can put a notes on a case or a project and i can put a note in there it's like hey we need to do this 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 and this and and there's a little option that says hey send when you when you save this note to this project force an email out to and i can choose andrea and so I can make Highrise send her an email, so I don't have to actually create a project and then, and then uh, you know, send Andrea an email saying, "Hey, I created a project. Here's a link to it. You know, can you go do this, this, and this?" I can do all of it in Highrise, and it emails her a beautifully formatted email, totally awesome looking email, and I can assign the tasks that all the different things that I want her to do. I can I can assign those out. I can create a I can create a note for each task and 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 then actually create a follow up just to make sure it gets done. Just so much uh, more awesome. And I I want to say thank you to Dean Soto for telling me about Many Moon uh, because you know I've been I've been needing to really get a, a good process a good workflow for um, 
for project management for quite some time. And, and I'm very glad to, to finally have something that, that I'm working with uh, that keeps things a little bit more out of the email range um, and, and more into a place where I don't have to manually see it all the time. So I'm very happy to say that I have upgraded to Highrise Plus. I want to let you know that I have a unique thing that Andrea is doing for me uh, this week. Uh, again, another personal situation. Uh, my youngest daughter, she's five years old, absolutely terrified of the dentist. And uh, we've been told that she's got a bunch of cavities that need to be filled. And and she just gave the biggest hard time. She's just being very difficult uh, with the dentist. And... Um, uh, she, she, the dentist says, you know what, we're just going to have to do this in the hospital. We'll have to, you know, sedate her and, and do this in the, in the, you know, in a, in an operating room. And we did that with my other daughter when she was young and she was scared and terrified of the dentist. Same deal went down. Well, I, I'm just not down for this. You know, I'm not going to do this whole thing. It's, it costs about five or $6,000 just about to, to make that happen. So what I'm going to do is I created a case or a project in high rise and I put a note in there, Andrea, contact me tomorrow. I'll tell you what's going on here. And I'm just basically going to have Andrea research every single dentist, you know, pediatric dentist in, um, in somebody's saying, do you have fluoride in your water to help with teeth protection? Yes, we do. Uh, we just have a daughter that we've allowed to have way too much candy and not enough supervision, supervision with teeth brushing and stuff, but that's all changed, but still it doesn't change what, what we've allowed to happen. So anyway, the situation though, is I'm going to have Andrea research every pediatric dentist that we can find within driving distance. And we're going to make appointments to go see each and every one of those dentists and say, Hey, you know, we'd like to know if you can do work on our daughter. And, and, um, you know, specifically I'm looking for a dentist who'd be willing to, to, I don't know if they use, what is it, nitrous oxide? Something to kind of just calm them down just a little bit to relieve the anxiety. Uh, I know some dentists will do that. Our dentists will not. And so, you know, I, we're, I, I, basically, I, I'm going to make sure that we find a solution that does not require our daughter to go to the, emer- or to the hospital and be in an operating and be, you know, completely put under and, and, to go through all this stuff that we've been through before. And it's, it's just not fun. So anyway, I'll, I'll continue to keep you posted in future episodes on how that goes. But uh, I already know Andrea's going to do a great job. And, and I don't know why I hadn't had her do this earlier. So all righty. And then uh, let's see here. My use of mind mapping with mind. Uh, I, I just want to let you know that I've been using uh, MindMeister, M-E-I-S-T-E-R.com. It's a technology tool that's been helping me uh, to uh, put together some outlines for some digital webinar training webinars that I've been uh, doing uh, and will be doing. Uh, it, it, I had fought this whole mind mapping thing for a while. It just didn't make sense. And then all of a sudden, it just clicked. It, it, out of nowhere, it just clicked for me. And, and, and uh, I finally got past that mental barrier. And uh, I've decided that I'm going to, I've paid for, and I am going to be attending a webinar next Thursday, November 11th, uh, called uh, Effective Mind Mapping. And it's by my friend Jay Carter, and he's a, he's a, um, a, a, a kind of like a career coach, a life coach. Anyway, um, he, he helps people who have ADD, which <laughs> I probably do. I've just never been diagnosed. But anyway, um, he helps people... 
uh, learn how to use mind mapping all the time. And he's doing a webinar training exactly how to use mind mapping very effectively. And so I am very much looking forward to that. I've already signed up. I've paid for it. Uh, if you are interested, go to gspn.tv slash training. Again, that's gspn.tv forward slash training. Or you can just go to virtualassistantpodcast.com, look for episode number 30, and in the show notes, there will be a link to that. Now, that is an affiliate link. If you sign up, I'll get a commission. Uh, but here's the deal. Use promo code or discount code GSPN. Again, that's discount GSPN, and you will get 10% off. And you can hang out with me for an hour and a half that night. So uh, I'm going to be there. And uh, I invite you to come as well. Of course, if you want, um, I'll, I'll just share this. I've got a couple of people uh, who are virtual assistants who signed up for my thesis configuration uh, webinar. Uh, I'm going to help people learn how to take a default WordPress theme and turn it into something that looks just like the virtual assistant podcast, uh, virtualassistantpodcast.com website. And so I encourage you to check that out. And uh, the best way to do that, just go on over to podcastanswerman.com. Over on the right-hand side, there's a link to sign up. Of course, you only have until Saturday, November 6th at, uh, I think at 9 a.m. is when that closes out. So just go to podcastanswerman.com. On the right-hand side, there's a link where you can sign up for this thesis configuration webinar. It's going to be good. Uh, I'm a very thorough teacher, and so I hope to see you there. Anyway, folks, that's going to do it. Thank you, Contemporary VA, for sponsoring this podcast. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Please tell somebody else. And give us a call on our voicemail feedback hotline with your questions. I desperately want to hear your questions. 859-795-4067. Again, 859-795-4067. Until next time, I encourage you to join the community. 